Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 224 of the Snack Covenant. The big 224. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest with us. Oh my god, who is it? Introduce yourself, special guest. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Vasil Park. I'm a writer. I write fantasy books and post Dark Souls related content. So, there you go. Welcome, Vasil. <laughs> Richie, say welcome. Welcome, Vasil. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Vasil, before we go on with the podcast, can you tell a little more about yourself? I mainly post on a, uh, Wattpad.com. You can find me there, uh, Angel Vaughn or Vasil Park. The name of the book that I'm mainly uh, working on right now is Mystical Awakening Online. And it's supposed to be like a mashup between like Sword Art Online, Dark Souls, uh, Log Horizon within that kind of like video game genre. It's supposed to be written from the perspective of someone, uh, of the character who is, he's coming into this uh, this new event and he gets trapped there and then they have to go through and figure out using like context clues from item descriptions and stuff like that to figure out how to get out of that event. So like player number one, two. Yes. Wait, you mean ready player one? Oh. Is that is that what you're saying? Vasil, today you're here with us to share some of your Dark Souls theories. You gave us your notes. Here in your notes, you say that Velka might be the lost and accounted daughter of chaos. Could you please elaborate on that? In the opening cinematic, we see seven daughters of chaos. We know about the fair lady. We know Quelag, Quelana, and then it's speculated that the two balls of light with the the staffs next to the bed of chaos are the two more daughters of chaos. Then we have the unnamed one that is outside of the bed of chaos, and so I believe Velka is the missing one. She is known as a black-haired witch. And in Dark Souls 3, when you go to the statue of Velka, she is wearing the similar outfit that the other Daughters of Chaos is wearing. Velka's talisman specifically says that it's made from her hair. So it says, Velka's talisman, a medium for casting miracles of the gods. This black tuft of hair that serves as a talisman belongs to Velka, goddess of sin. It casts miracles not by drawing upon faith, but intelligence. So we know specifically that it's made out of her hair and that it's black. And the witch's lock in Dark Souls 3 specifically says that it's made from black hair. The talismans are made from the witch's hairs. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You also point out in your note that Velka may have been inspired by certain goddesses. I believe that uh, Velka may have been inspired either by Nemesis or Nox. Both of these goddesses are associated with the night 
And in the painted world of Ariamis, it is a area that is constantly in night. It is in perpetual night. And there are crows or ravens in that area. And so both Nemesis and Nox are associated with, with crows. No, I don't. I don't want it to keep making. I'm getting sick of them. I'm fucking sick of doing. Oh, hi, hi. Uh, so Vassal just mentioned the goddesses Nyx slash Nox and also Nemesis, and Sin wants me to elaborate a bit on what they are. Uh, if you hear the episode unedited, you'll know that I did actually try to explain what they were at the time, but just not not. People like the not. They like not. So this is another one of the fascinating Richie notes. So Nyx is the personification of night in ancient Greek myth, and she is associated like Velka with black-winged birds, not necessarily a crow, sometimes an owl, but the idea is that she is the personification of night and the night is falling and it's like the opening spreading wings of a huge black bird. So if you see uh, representations of Nyx, she tends to have a black bird with her and also a like a dark shawl, as though the shawl is sort of the spreading darkness and the spreading night that she's covering everything with. Then we also have Nemesis, who is the goddess of retribution, who is sometimes also the daughter of Nyx, other times she's just the daughter of Zeus, and she is usually depicted winged like a bird. If you would like to know more about either, you can type their names into Wikipedia. Back to the podcast. You have here a note that says Gwendolyn may be Velka's child. So Gwendolyn is the leader of the Blades of the Dark Moon. And the Blades of the Dark Moon, they hunt people based on the Book of the Guilty. The Book of the Guilty is overseen by goddess Velka. So that and Gwendolyn's strong association with Moonlight and the area that, that we see in the painted world of Ariamas being a dark moonlit area made me think that maybe that uh, he is the daughter of Velka. And in addition to that, when you look at the Velka's talisman, which I believe is made out of her hair, it says that she she can cast miracles, but she uses it via intelligence rather than faith. Hmm. Whereas Gwendolyn, the Tin Dark Moon Catalyst, cast sorceries using faith. So they're polar opposites of each other. So that made me think maybe there's a strong connection between those two that they might be uh, mother and child. Very interesting. You also have a note here saying Gwendolyn may also be inspired by Nemesis. This one is a bit weird because both Velka and Gwendolyn could uh, fit that role of being inspired by Nemesis. Mm -hmm. The goddess Nemesis is uh, the goddess of retribution, which specifically targets people who basically blaspheme against God or have excessive arrogance towards God or transgress against a God. 
Nemesis is specifically associated with scales and uh, sword. And the Blades of the Dark Moon, their icon is, well, a sword. Mm. And just so we're clear, when you mean Nemesis, you're talking about the 1992 sci-fi action? I do not believe I've seen this one. Hi, Richie here. Sin would like me to tell you all about a nemesis of a different kind. And that's the 1992 cyberpunk classic, Nemesis, starring Olivia Gruner. It's a bit like Blade Runner, and also a bit like Robocop, but much, much cheaper. If you like the sound of Nemesis, then Nemesis and its three sequels, Nemesis 2 Nebula, Nemesis 3 Pray Harder, footnote Pray is spelt with an E, and Nemesis 4 Death Angel are all available on home media. The original Nemesis is also available on Blu-ray in an extended form, featuring scenes previously only seen in Japan and Germany, as well as an alternate ending. The version available on Amazon Prime also contains an alternate ending, described simply as featuring the endoskeleton. We now return to the podcast. So in addendum to the Nemesis discussion, we could also talk about the Furies, also from Greek myth, the idea that there are these... They're, they're depicted a lot of the time as women with bird wings that hunt you down if you've blasphemed against the gods. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. Thank you, Richie. Thank you, Vassel. And you have another note here saying Gwendolyn may have been experimented on by Seath. This one, I'm constantly jumping back and forth between because I'm not 100% sure... There's always like a, a snake-like feature with anything involving Seath. The Pisakas that we see have serpent-like bodies as well as uh, kind of like tentacle heads. And they usually involve uh, handmaidens of Guinevere. And so the Pisakas, that kind of snake-like uh, body and it kind of meshes together with Gwendolyn having his snake-like appendages, as well as mm. Gwendolyn having snake-like legs or lower body. Mm-hmm. And there's also a ring in Dark Souls that says that serpents are imperfect dragons? Yes. The covetous silver serpent ring and the gold cover gold covetous covetous gold, yeah both yeah. the covetous rings yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's interesting because i got into the dark souls lore way later than a lot of people so when i first encountered seath it was actually in dark souls 3 and that was through shira the, the daughter, daughter of, of the, the duke, duke yeah Exactly. So I kind of always assumed that Seath could have children like every other character and that Shira was his daughter, but then like playing backwards Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 1 and reading more theories from the community, I discovered that there are theories out there saying that maybe Seath can't really reproduce uh, like other characters and 
makes experiments to create children type deal. Mm -hmm. So Vasil, I'm looking through your notes again. You have some really interesting stuff. You have some juicy stuff right here. You're saying that Priscilla may be the child of Seath and Velka or Guinevere. This is very days of our lives. I love it. Tell us more. <laughs> All right. So the one with Guinevere is the one that everyone always talks about. But I feel like it might actually be uh, Velka who's the mother and not Guinevere. Because her life hunt scythe acts very similar to the Chaos Blade in that it will damage the person who's using it. And her uh, what was it the Priscilla's dagger, the weapon that you get from her tail, has occult damage, and both occult and chaos scale equally um, from intelligence and faith. So mm. that to me says more that she might be her daughter. Right. Interesting. Very cool. What were you going to say, Richie? Oh no, I just said yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could talk. It, it's interesting that like Velka, she's associated with with black, and then Priscilla is the whitest. Like she's all white and silver and blue. They're like opposites. They do call her the pale uh, crossbreed, so I think she probably takes more after her father. Hmm. Hmm. Let me ask you: the coat she's wearing is it feathers or just very fancy fur? It's very, very fine, like fleece or something. It, it's almost like mist. Is that her composition or is that a coat? It's a it's a coat because it's got sleeves and like it goes down to like, like it has a skirt and everything. If you look at this picture, which is the artwork in the art book and not in game, the composition and the colors of the tail reflect the skirt. Like there's some gray and white. It could be that she just made it from her own fur. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one, Vassal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Being eco-friendly and everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> In the painted world, they're very into sustainable living. Well, they don't really I mean, have they have to. to. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 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 You have another interesting note here. You say that Fina may be Guinevere. Okay, this requires a long tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Guinevere, I believe, is inspired by the goddess Aphrodite. A lot of the different gods uh, throughout all of Anne Orlando are, I believe, are based off of the different gods and goddesses from Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Aphrodite, she was known to have a lot of affairs, and she was also married to the Hephaestus, uh, yeah, yeah, the blacksmith of the gods, and the only major blacksmith that we see all throughout Dark Souls is the nameless blacksmith deity. I believe that the nameless blacksmith deity, based off of uh, what we see with the Titanite demons. I believe that the nameless blacksmith deity was inspired by Hephaestus. There is a kind of weird, tenuous connection between the witch of Isolith and uh, the nameless blacksmith deity 
Fina and uh, Xanthus King Jeremiah. Xanthus King Jeremiah um, is found within Velka's domain in the painted world of Ariamis. And he can use, I believe, I forget which chaos pyromancy he can use, but he can use one of them. He uses a few, yeah. He uses the yeah. um, the Flame one you whip. get. Yeah. He uses that. He also, I think he uses the one that makes the, the lava erupt out of the ground, which is specifically the one you get from uh, Quailike's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you get, I forgot where you get his armor set from, but you can trade his armor set to Snugly the Crow for a Ring of Favor and Protection. And the Ring of Favor and Protection is owned by uh, Latrek. And Fina is the one that he basically worships. And there's a kind of weird connection with Fina's name. The name Fina has two different possible meanings to it. One of them is Seraphina from the word Seraphim, which means the burning ones, or the Irish word uh, Fion, meaning fair or white. And Guinevere's name means uh, white phantom. Or it, it breaks down from Gwen meaning white and then Evere meaning phantom. It also translates from Fina uh, meaning to trick, deceive, cheat, or take in from Elvish. So there's a kind of tenuous connection right there that uh, Fina might be Guinevere. Uh, along with the fact that when Latrec kills Anastasia, he takes her soul over to where Guinevere's uh, bedchambers are, or the the bedroom. Mm-hmm. We also see the same thing kind of happen with Leonard and Rosaria, who may be another, who I believe may be another child of uh, Guinevere. Thank you, Bessel. You have another note here that says, Filianor may be the child of Gwyn and Velka. It's kind of uh, not really stated in text or any kind of dialogue or something like that. But she has black hair like a daughter of chaos. Her hair is black and kind of wavy. She also has this kind of black substance leaking from her eyes, which may hint at the dark or something associated with the dark. Um, her name also in Elvish could either mean sunbird or finch or small bird or sparrow. So the word anor with sun and then... It, it could either be finch, small bird, or sparrow. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. There's another note here that's really interesting. You're saying Gwyn, Nito, the Witch of Isolith, and Seath may be inspired by the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. How so? The order that they're introduced is, uh, it, it, it's out of order, uh, from the the Bible, but there are four horsemen, um, and each one of them is associated with a specific color. And all four of these colors line up perfectly with the four horsemen. So you have uh, 
the first one that's introduced in the in the uh, opening cinematic is, I believe, Nito, First of the Dead. Um, he lines up with the Black Horse of uh, Famine. Um, the next one is uh, the Witch of Isolith, who lines up with the Red Horse of War. Then you have uh, Gwen, who would line up with the White Horse of Conquest. And Seath, who lines up with the Pale Horse of Death. Seath, I believe, is more associated with uh, the Pale Horse of Death than Nita would be with the, the Pale Horse of Death. Because when we first see Seath, the, where we see him is standing over the bodies of the other uh, everlasting dragons. And anything that's associated with Seath either leads to death or leads to madness followed by death. Uh, was it Big Hat Logan, uh, Osiris, the uh, Pesakas? All of these lead to his kind of maddening experiments. Nito, on the other hand, being associated, even though he is the god of death, he doesn't really fit that category because he doesn't really so much cause death. Like if we're going back to like talking about Greek and Roman stuff, he's like the god of the underworld, which is not the same thing as like an evil god or a god of death. It's just a god who oversees people who have died. Yeah. Thanatos yeah. would be the god of actual death, and then you have yeah. Hades who rules over the dead. Yeah. If you look at the catacombs in Dark Souls, it's like it's all about funeral rites and like burying the dead and overseeing the dead. It's not about killing people. There's a lot of weird imagery with grain and I believe like pottery that you would store grain in, in the, um, the catacombs. So that leads me more to believe that he might be associated with the harvest. Right. Speaking of like harvests and grain, like there's also the imagery of the scythe being used as a harvesting tool that also becomes a means of harvesting people. Yes. Yeah. I believe Persephone, um, Hades' wife, uh, is associated with the harvest. She's associated with the seasons changing. Seasons like, changing? Oh, like, like bounty and things. And the idea is she's, when she's in Hades' realm, the, mm. it's the winter because she, we're sort of denied her. And then when she comes back out, everything springs back to life again. Yeah. Maybe it was her mother that's associated with the harvest. I think so. Cause I think her mother's Demeter. Mm. I'm going to look it up. Your mother is so old. She is associated with the harvest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I have, I have it here. Persephone is the goddess of vegetation and greenery, and she is the daughter of Demeter, who is the goddess of agriculture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe there's a lot of imagery in the catacombs that not only is it like funeral rites, but like grain, like there's grains and harvests and stuff like that. I believe also Kaitha is... Um, if I remember correctly from channel Yoshimitsu, he, he says that Kaitha might be the daughter of, uh, Nito or married to 
Gwen or something like that. And that a lot of her imagery is with uh, like grains and harvests. Right. Well, yeah, because there's yep. a big, um, there's like a relief depicting like bread and things that's in it and Orlando. Mm-hmm. But like my take on a lot of that stuff is a bit more like I don't actually know what they're getting at because a lot of the reliefs and designs in the game, they're just like photographs of actual things they saw in churches and just reproduced. So I don't know how much of it's like intentional and deliberate and how much of it is just this is something like that we we saw and we're reproducing because it's the sort of thing you'd expect to see in in a cathedral in a church. Yeah, Dark Souls yeah. 2 for me is kind of like, I don't really know if I can take any of the lore in there particularly seriously because it Miyazaki, I believe, signed off on a lot of this stuff, but I don't believe he directly oversaw it. Yeah, he would have been working on Bloodborne at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how much I can read. I'm, I'm very hesitant to rely on Dark Souls 2 for... Uh, lore information. Oh, another interesting thing with Seath being associated with the Horseman of Death is that if Priscilla is her daughter, um, she has the appearance of a reaper. And it's stated in the Bible that uh, wherever death goes, Hades follows behind. And the Life Hunt Scythe basically the that imagery gives you of like a reaper yeah yeah that's basically it thank you yep excellent and here you have another note saying beatrice may be velka or a descendant of velka so i believe velka is a descendant of velka velka is a descendant of velka stop the presses time is convoluted yeah, time is convoluted. So is my speech. <laughs> so Beatrice is a descendant of Velka. Um, so when you look at her catalyst, it says that it was passed down from like generation to generation. And that she is called a rogue witch, which there might be a mistranslation with Velka as a rogue deity, which is just supposed to be translated as heretical deity. And the same thing applies with Beatrice. She should be a heretical deity. That and her close proximity to the dark makes me think that she might be her daughter. Sorry, I'm still with Velka as a descendant of Velka. Ashton <laughs> Hollow will love that theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, Basil, let me ask you. What made you get into Dark Souls lore? When I first played Dark Souls, I was very lost and confused about what the whole game was. I believe I got to Ornstein and Smo and could not beat them. And so I gave up at that point of the game. And I believe it was about a year later that I, I don't remember what video it was I was watching, but... I watched it and it was like explaining the lore and I was like, oh, this game has a story 
like an actual <laughs> story. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I have to actually go back and play this and actually beat it. I, I went back, played it, beat it. And I actually started really looking into the lore, trying to find people who were uh, kind of really interested in in the story and kind of putting the pieces of the uh, of the puzzle together. And that's really when I fell in love with the game. Oh, awesome! And the game is like, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> More like I'm married. I have three children. Go away. <laughs> That was Vessel discussing his Dark Souls theories with us. Vessel, would you like to tell people where they can find you if they're interested, if you have any social media where they can read your books, things like that? Um, so I have a WordPress page that I'm currently updating, so you can find me Mystical Awakening or uh, the Mystical Archives online, uh, WordPress.com. And then you can also find me on Wattpad, Angel Vaughn, or uh, search Vasil Park. Uh, my Twitter is uh, MAO underscore uh, 108. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your theories. It was very, very enlightening. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, thank you, Richie. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Vessel. Yep, thank you. Thanks, uh, thank you both of you for putting up with me. Aww. And thanks everyone for listening and see y'all next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>